transformation when 2% of a population begin to think in more liberated and spiritually open ways. A new level of consciousness will awaken, bringing about a new reality for the total population. Join me, Jael McLean, confidence coach, business owner, musician, health and fitness enthusiast, transformational instigator, and your host of the 2% podcast in creating a new reality of spiritual awareness, confidence, and authenticity. Welcome to the 2% podcast, your source for empowerment, expansion, and elevation. I'm joined by Lynn Johnson today, my friend, operational excellence leader, and transformational coach. Welcome to the 2% podcast. Thanks, JL. I am so excited to be here today. <laughs> Thank you for, for uh, being a yes um, to joining us. So I have had a, Chris Delgado was on the very first episode and we're exploring what we're seeing in the world and then how do we create an impact for it. So what is, what's your experience? So I guess from, you know, from the, what do I want to see in the world? Um, I certainly want to see you know, a world where everybody gets to experience love and joy and is really living in the abundance that I know is the reality out there. Um, and what I am seeing today is a lot of divisiveness, a lot of separation, a lot of um, being, people being in position against and pushing against things. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on experiencing resistance. Um, and part of Part of what what we learn in this transformational work is not um, what am I positioned against, but rather what am I attracting or what am I standing for? And so that really lands with me. Um, what can I attract and what can I create versus a I'm fighting against or I'm pushing against what I don't like, even if it's, you know, even if it's stuff that, you know, like hatred or racism not a pushing against or fighting against, but coming from a space of love and creation. Can I go spread love? Can I go create love? Yeah, I, I, I really, that lands with me. Um, so the, this whole idea of, you know, what you resist persists or, you know, yeah. when, when you feel somebody push on you, what is your reaction? I know <laughs> I, somebody pushes on me, my natural inclination is to push back, you know, yeah. and there's a little exercise where, you know, if, if we were to put our hands up, and we just stand there and I start to, yeah. you know, your, your automatic reaction without yep. any instruction is to push back. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's very, very instinctive. So, you know, if, how do we take a little bit different approach? You know, how can we, you know, it really is that idea of what do you stand for? Um, and to me, standing for is just a place of inclusion. Um, you know, people can align, we can start to, to see where we are similar. You know, if we want a, a world where people get to experience love and joy, you know, you think about who's going to stand against that. Um, it, now we have different ideas of how we get there, but if we yeah. can start from that common ground, we can start having better conversations, I think. Yeah. And, um, you and I were talking the other day. So, and let me go back a little bit too. Yeah. So Lynn, you were my very first coach in the work of transformation through the, um, healing angels redesign program. Mm -hmm. And you made such an impact on me and it was because of your communication style and your ability to listen that created such an impact. Um, 
you knew so much more about this work and what was possible. And I know looking back now, you were watching me be closed off in my own container that I had created. And, you know, in my experience of life, I only, yeah, I had myself only believing, you know, this much was possible and working with someone like you, you already knew the possibilities are limitless in life. And, and you didn't come from a place of judgment either. No, even though you were watching me, uh, have false beliefs or operate out of scarcity, fear and scarcity. You offered me a safe space really. And, and a, it was a listening ear and non-judgment, even though you knew I was just beginning the work and there was so much more for me to go on and take hold for my life. And so that being said, back to communication, um, what, how would you want to experience communication or, or how do we impact the communication that's happening out there? So I think from a, from a communication standpoint, right. It, it really is, um, you know, there's that little, you almost trite saying you have two ears and one mouth, but can we listen <laughs> yeah. more and can we listen more from, from that place of how do we understand what is it we can find in those other people? What can we hear? What can we learn? Um, I think curiosity and questions are such a powerful, powerful tool. Um, and suspending judgment. I mean, I think we all have that inclination, you know, inside of us to jump to conclusions. It's kind of in our nature and our wiring, um, how we evolved as human beings, um, to be able to jump to conclusions and make decisions and react very quickly. Um, and you know, when you're being chased by a tiger, it's or stalked by a tiger, it's very good. Um, but in today's society, uh, a lot of those instincts, I think, do us uh, do us a lot more harm than good. Um, you know, by not listening, by not understanding, by yeah. closing off those conversations, um, we we really um, create barriers. Yeah. Um, what comes to mind for me around communication too is, uh, well. One, one is, is really it's the listening piece first. And am I listening to respond or am I listening to understand? Mm-hmm. And um, I've experienced also, and, and I've been guilty of too, um, listening to respond or, or even asking, you, you and I talked about it, having, having these bait questions where I already know how I want to respond and I'm asking a baiting question so that I can go, boom, mic drop, make my big point or spread my message or be right about something. Mm -hmm. And so one of the, one of the uh, takeaways that I have and one of the things that, you know, can be practiced at home is uh, pause, pause and understand when you're asking a question, are you really asking to create an open dialogue or are you asking so that you can be right about something and, and have a response already prepared? I think that's, you know, there's, there's a lot there, right? That whole idea yeah. of um, judgment, that whole idea of the need to be right. Um, and I think Brenny Brown says it really well, you know, am I here to be right or am I here to get it right? And I think yeah. if we could, you know, and again, that idea of curiosity, can we stay curious just that little bit longer? Can we ask, a better question, um, an open question, and then really listen so yeah. we can understand. 
Yeah. And then, and then something that really landed with me um, a couple of years ago was what if, what if I was open to being wrong? What if I could be wrong about something and that be okay and it not send my ego into overdrive? <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So like, so how, you know, how many more bridges could I build if I didn't need to be right about things? And I could say, Hey, I'm, this is what I believe. I'm open to being wrong and tell me more about what you believe and why. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a lot of, a lot of power in that. Yeah. Um, you know, Adam Grant talks a lot about this idea of think again and that, that idea of staying open and being curious. Um, and, and the idea is you get new information. Are you open to hearing that information and making a better decision? And quite often, in my experience, um, you know, two people coming together with differing views, as we have, if we can have an open dialogue, if we can actually actively listen to each other and hear, okay. not listen to respond, but listen to hear and synthesize that information, what we come out with at the end um, is oftentimes a way better yeah. answer, a way better answer than what I walked in with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, um, it's important for, um, purposes of inclusion and having everyone feel heard. I know it's important to me to feel heard, mm -hmm. to feel listened to. And, you know, if I have a challenge or something I'm dealing with to, to feel like, Hey, people, you know, people have my back, my friends, my family, they, they're supporting me. They're hearing what I'm going through. And I feel, um, I feel loved. I feel loved and I feel, yeah, like this inclusion and connection. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that all does, um, comes back to this whole idea of how do we feel safe? How do we create that safe space? And you talked about that, you know, in the beginning and when we met in that first, first transformational <laughs> training that you participated in and, um, just, just how powerful that is to give somebody that space to figure it out on their own too. Um, yeah. not, not to, not to flounder necessarily, no. um, but with, again, some good questions to prompt some different thinking and, and that safety that they can um, think through it and work yeah. through that. And, and that's what was so magical. I, you know, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face because looking back again, it's like you knew how much further I was going to go and you knew how much more is available to me. And it's, and it's all, it's like, it brings me this sense of joy to know, like you were watching me, you knew I was going to have major massive breakthroughs. <laughs> There's so much more there and you just, you kept quiet, <laughs> you know, you sat back, you listened and then, and then you, you did have really powerful questions about what was possible. You know, do I want to continue um, and, and, and questions that really had me, it had me figure out what I wanted, mm -hmm. not what you want or what the right answer is, or, you know, keep going in the trainings. It was not, you know, it was, it really was out of a, a space of real authenticity about helping me get to my own conclusion with your coaching on, you know, questions, powerful questions. Well, I think, you know, Whatever it was you were going to decide, you know, I, I, I saw potential I, and I know I, I having been, you know, gone through the process myself, right? So you, you, to be a coach, you don't have to be that far ahead. You just need to be that one step ahead, that one, yeah. ha having, having that one experience more. Um, but I was able to kind of see and know what, what it meant for me, but it wouldn't have meant the same thing if it was because somebody 
told me to or told me the right. answer. Right. Um, that's the thing about self-discovery, right? You've yeah. got to figure it out on your own. <laughs> yeah. And with a little guidance, it makes it a little bit easier. So. Yeah, I love that. So powerful. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to break for commercial right now and we'll be back. Guitar Wishes, where dreams and strings come true. The area's largest guitar shop and NAM Top 100 winner, Guitar Wishes of Lincoln. We carry your favorite Gibson, Fender, Martin, Taylor, and Epiphone instruments. We're an authorized music man, Sterling Vintage, and Yamaha dealer. Welcome back to the 2% Podcast. I'm your host, Giles McLean. And again, we are joined by Lynn Johnson, my friend and transformational coach. Uh, I again super excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I think that operational excellence thing maybe uh, throws people a little bit if they're not in the in the industry. But um, you know, kind of my background being engineering, but then got into this whole idea of how do we make the world better? And I started off in the world of manufacturing. So how do we make things better, better for our customers? How do we deliver more value? Um, leading into coaching and that kind of thing. So it was kind of a natural oh, gotcha. slide for me to, you know, th the work I do at work is very similar to the transformational coaching I've done, only um, as opposed to dealing with process more so at work. Um, we're dealing with people and their experiences, but you know, both are very, very people centric. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. yeah Capitalize on a lot that. of the same skills. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking today about what we're seeing in the world and how do we create an impact and how do we transform if there's anything that we're experiencing that we don't particularly align to. Um, and so centered, centered around our conversation today was communication and um, how do we communicate with one another? Well, what does that look like in a, in a really healthy way? So we, 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 we talked a little bit earlier about um, the need to listen, um, listen more and listen, um, not just listen as a pause in the conversation, but really listen to understand, really listen, um, understand the other person's point of view, um, what, what parts of their context, what parts of their worldview inform that. Um, I always like to look for, you know, not just how are we different and probably more so than how are we different, how are we the same? And, you know, I think a lot of the conversations we have nowadays or I hear and experience nowadays, it seems like, you know, one person's way over here and one person's way over here and there's such a great divide between them. Um, but if we actually, you know, take the time to listen, I, I think in reality, you know, there's a lot of overlap. We, we have some differences, but we have more things the same yeah. um, that we do have different. Yeah. And I'm really hearing right now, <laughs> listening to you, how there's, there's connection that's created in listening. And I tend to think of connection as communication, but really connection is, it can come from different methods or different sources. And I, and that really, that hit me right now that I can create connection really with how intently I'm listening and how, you know, the, the level of my engagement and not listening, but hearing. Yeah. And that's, that's been my experience. Actually, there's a fellow um, kind of in the business world that talks a lot about how do we make leadership, uh, truly human leadership, and his name's Bob Chapman, but he, he talks about there's all these courses on communication, but they're all about how to talk. He says, where's yeah. the course on listening? Yeah. Um, and just how important that is. Um, and really in terms of whether you're building a business, building a relationship, 
trying to build a better world where we can have better conversations. Um, you know, and I think if I'm not will willing to listen and hear what you have to say, why would you be willing to listen to me? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that plays into what we're seeing and experiencing um, in the collective. And uh, that's not to say that there's not really great things out in the world. I focus on the abundance and there's plenty for everyone and we all get to have and there are more than enough resources. So I definitely focus on, yes, there's there is abundance. There is enough for all of us. Um, and and there are things that we get to transform and we get to we get to achieve this together as a human race and we get to continue to elevate and expand together. I really, that, that, that hits uh, for me, you know, it just really makes sense. Like this whole idea of, um, you know, when we think about abundance, if, if we have abundance and enough for all, we, we don't have to be in a fight over those scarce yeah. resources. But when we, we flip into that scarcity mindset, um, well, then you get into that fear. Is there going to be enough for me? Yeah. And if, I, if I'm worried there's not going to be enough for me and enough in enough love, enough money, enough whatever that may be, then we get, we want to grab and we want to take and we want to hold close. Um, but when we, we allow that exchange to happen freely, um, it really makes um, the things we can achieve together are just incredibly huge. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm feeling that too. I love it because we're, we're also, uh, it's ingrained in us that in order for me to win, someone else has to lose. And that's how we play games. And that's, it's really, it's how I, I have, I get to speak from, from my point of view, but that's how I have lived life as well. Thinking that if I, you know, if I want to win, then other people can't win. If I want the promotion, someone else doesn't get the promotion. And really it's, um, it's stepping into how can everyone win and how can I create win-win situations and win-win conversations you know, and I mean that, you know, I've actually recently read um, Stephen Covey's um, Seven Habits book with a group of people yep. at work and, uh, you know, kind of taking them through it again. You know, so my, but, you know, going back to, I don't know, when did he write that in about 1980, somewhere in around that range. But he's talking about win-win in that book. There's a whole section on that. How do we create that win-win dynamic um, and just how powerful win-win is. Um, and... Just how often do we not uh, not yeah. think of that? You, you know, our, our instinct is sometimes to push the other aside so we can get over, step yeah. over somebody to get what we want. And if we can stop doing that and, you know, acknowledge the, um, the fact that it is, a, a, there is enough for everybody. Um, you know, and I think some of the games we play as kids and like you were, you were talking about, right? So what, there's a winner and a loser. Um, but those are very finite games. And if we start talking about this infinite game and games that don't yeah. have an end. Um, the, the game of humanity. The game of humanity. <laughs> exactly. The game of life. Um, that if we can uh, take that and just say, well, where the object isn't to win or, you know, to win and have somebody else lose. But the object is to keep playing and yeah. keep everybody playing. Yeah. Um, this there's just and, so much power. Yeah, like everyone getting to win. And as you're talking, again, I'm seeing opportunities in my life where it's not that I'm approaching. Um, yeah, I'm no longer approaching people with a win-lose mentality, but I, I'm seeing opportunities where, oh, I'm not, 
I'm not, I'm approaching maybe more neutrally, but I'm not intently and purposefully approaching to create win-wins. And so that's something I'm really going to, I'm going to, I'm going to action on that this week to make sure that when I'm in conversation or I'm engaged with someone else, I consciously am approaching with the intent to create a Mm win-win and not just sitting back and doing nothing or not listening or the drift, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That drift mentality that like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, I talked to this person. I talked to that person today. Getting stuck in the flow yeah. of the, the, the way the world currently has been working, right? Yeah. And what we've been seeing, uh, you know, and I think there's a lot of power in this whole idea, right? This, as we're having these conversations, um, we're creating awareness and, you know, just how powerful awareness is because with awareness, we have choice, um, you know, and so there's, there's something takes place, some, some kind of action or some kind of event. Can we take a pause before we react and then react, do take an action that's in alignment with our core values and our beliefs, you know, and like I said, my, one of my um, big values or big values are around love and joy and spreading that in the world. Um, So as I'm reflecting, um, you know, and sometimes it's in the moment and I'm really on my game and I can have this conversation in real time. And sometimes it's a reflection of sort of an after action review kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and how do I do better next time? But, you know, is the choice I'm making is are the words I'm putting into the conversation is the action I'm taking. Is it adding more love or taking love away or is it adding more fear? Yeah. And if I can, you know, do that balance and that evaluation um, if I can make the choice that adds more love, I think we're in a better place mm-hmm. as yeah. a, you know, as humanity. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, again, like making sure that I'm purposeful and intentful when I approach or when I'm listening or, or, or there's someone making contact with me and, um, um, to, to, you know, just to, just to f- yeah. focus on them and then, and then take it back to like, you know, what is it that I want to create mm-hmm. and what is my come from mm-hmm. is, is what I'm trying to get to is what is my come from right now? Is it from yeah. love or is it from fear? Yeah. Is it from abundance or scarcity? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and again, that idea of, you know, going into a conversation um, or in, in, into a situation, if you have the time to prepare ahead of time, like if it's something planned, um, you know, having that reflection up front and being very conscious of, about what you want to create. Um, but the more we do it, you know, it's like anything, it's a muscle we exercise and the more we yeah. do it, the stronger that muscle gets. So, um, you know, get in a situation and maybe we're not reacting the way, um, we want to show up in the world. So, Okay, maybe initially it's like kind of after an after event, you can yeah. sit and reflect. And the next time, maybe we catch it a little bit sooner and a little bit sooner and a little bit sooner until it does become more of that second nature and we're yeah. behaving in alignment with what it is we want to see in the world. Yeah, and that's actually you're speaking into my journey because that's, you know, I identified things that were not effective and come from that were not effective in my life and, and, it's been that practice of 
Oh, there's the trigger. I mentioned traffic. <laughs> traffic <laughs> tends to be a big trigger for me or, you know, someone cut me off. I, or whatever. I, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. You know, <laughs> you know? Probably no one. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And so that's been my journey is like you said, it was, it was realizing after the fact, like, oh man, you know, I just messed that up or whatever. And, and, and then going, okay, next time I get to do better. And it really, it's been a series of that awareness and catching it sooner and sooner to mm-hmm. where I'm really realizing like everything is a choice. My, re- you know, no matter what's going on around me, my reactions to everything and, and the results that I'm experiencing are my choice about how I choose to deal with everything that is going to happen in a day. And, um, and that, and that's been my journey. I I think there's many of us on that journey. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And so, you know, having those, those pauses and like, how do we learn? How do, how do, how how can I be a little bit better today than I was yesterday? And if we can always take that step forward. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of power in that. Um, Oh, I had another thought in it. Um, and, <laughs> and 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 what it, where I was going to go with that was just escaping me. I'll circle back to it. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't think perfection is what what the expectation is. We're all learning. Yeah, we're all. Um, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I think that just triggered it. Right? It's like you know we're all doing the best we can with what we've got and our upbringing what we've what we've learned over yeah. the years um but if if we can look at people and um with the idea that with the assumption that they're doing the best with what they've got to yeah. um give them the biggest amount of grace we can extend yeah i think that opens up a lot of possibilities and a lot of room for conversation i think yeah. people are very um mm, perceptive even to the unspoken things so if i go into a conversation with you with assumptions negative assumptions about your intent and um those kind of things it changes the dynamic of the conversations without me saying anything but if i can flip that and assume you have good intent doesn't mean we always do the right thing, but, but, you know, I, I, I certainly don't always do the right thing, but you know, if people can grant me the grace that my intention is yeah. good. Then yeah. And that you're doing the best you can with what I've got. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and um, check out, I think we're, what do we want to do? We, I think we want to stick um, healingangels.org in the comments and yeah. um, check out the redesign trainings. This work of transformation has been, it's been transformational. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, opens up the doors to a lot of things as, as an individual, at least did for me and then making some of these great connections. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you. If you like this episode, join us for future episodes on the 2% podcast. <laughs>